Join our mission of outreach, education, and support for the transgender community at myfeminineheart.com. Welcome back to another podcast of My Feminine Heart. I am your host, Cassandra Storm, and I am here with the amazing, incredible woman, Ashley Brundage. Thank you so much for taking time to meet with me today. My pleasure. Great to, great to be here. <laughs> and so um, what's interesting is I'd like to give a quick shout out to Lindsay Taub, uh, image consultant, because she is letting us film in like her hotel room. Because we are actually, we're on location. At, we are live on yeah, location. <laughs> we are. Like we're at the Boston Park Plaza. And it but is, you didn't say that with a Boston accent. Oh, I didn't. Okay. How would you say it with a Boston? Boston Park Plaza. Oh my gosh, no, I can't do it. <laughs> we're having a, a wicked up. No, I can't, no. <laughs> but yeah, so we're, so we're in Boston. We're at First Event 2020. And I was... It's my first time. It's your first time. First event. Oh my goodness. Oh, well, this is like, this is really special because this yeah. is the first time we're downtown. Mm. We've always been out in Ma- Marlboro. That's really good. <laughs> is that good? Yeah, we're usually kind of like out in the sticks. Um, at the Best Western, which is like just, it was so fun, but I think it's time to be downtown and in yeah, the city. Yeah, front and center. Like being front and center, being visible. I mean, that's really why we're here. Yeah. So it's perfect. Well, and I'm here doing some interviews for the podcast, but like a little photography too. And when we were at, and we were in Marlboro, well, usually almost it's always snowing here. Um, but there was never, if we wanted to go somewhere, we had to go like drive. You were snowed in. Yeah, yeah. Um, but here, where I'm just taking people out in the city streets. We have all these cafes. It's, yeah. Yeah, there's lots, there's so much to do. Yeah. yeah. And we first met um, just a few months ago in September at the VCDC soiree. Yes. <laughs> I feel like that's always a tongue twister. Um, and I just, I couldn't believe that you were going to be here doing so much. I mean, I'm so grateful that you just had these few minutes to chat with us. I'm, I'm always available for you, so. Thank you. All right, so we're in first event. Uh, when did you get in? Um, so I um, I landed Thursday. Okay. Um, so I'm doing the four-day four four <laughs> first day. event experience. And the experience for you, like, you are super involved in it right now. And, like, I, you know, I know you're representing NGLCC and you're speaking. What has it been like for you? Um, it's been pulled in a lot of different directions mm-hmm. um but i think it's like i was saying it's really important to be visible and um and these conferences have people from all across the spectrums of diversity um for our community but for allies as well um and so for me i think it's really important to have people from all spectrums of the transition and ill community to kind of be visible and and um and so that's why I, I came to you know to be visible and to talk about my experiences um and i'm excited yeah well and you know i'm in a little involved with the nglcc as well we yeah. have like our subunit which is kba the keystone business alliance yes. in south central pa a little shout out to harry young yeah harry hi <laughs> if you're listening <laughs> yeah harry has done a fantastic job yeah. as executive director and amazing 
Yeah, and we just had our annual awards dinner uh, just last week. Mm-hmm. So I love that I was just there, and now I'm sad person. that I've not been to to their event. Okay, yeah. you're coming next year. Okay. It's a fantastic. It's a gala. It's a very fun evening. Like who would want to miss out on a gala? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So while you're here, who are you repping for? <laughs> so, um, so NGLCC, um, we have a partnership with First Event this year. Oh, and for um, those of you who oh, don't know, yeah. So NGLCC is the National L. LGBT Chamber of Commerce. Mm-hmm. So um, I was actually, um, I had the honor uh, back in 2017 to announce their new uh, inclusive name um, and when they rebranded their organization at their national gala in mm-hmm. D.C. at the National Building Museum. And, and so they're the Chamber of Commerce for the LGBT professionals, mm-hmm. um, business owners, um, and they also do certification, which is really, really cool. And that's why I'm really in, involved in what they're doing and why I'm here specifically representing NGLCC. Um, and the certification is to become an LGTB certified business. Yeah. So LGBTBE, um, so LGBT business enterprise is their actual branding for the certification. Um, and I actually own a company that is an LGBTBE um, it's called Empowering Differences. And um, and so that's my uh, platform uh, for my book that's coming out later this year. Um, and um, and, and, it, and it will, we'll talk about it. I guess we'll talk about it yeah. in, in a minute or two, like around my story and why that's relevant and how that can be uh, a, a, a program, basically, that I'm launching um, that will help people uh, to really empower the things that are different about them, uh, to inspire them. And to help them move forward in their career. Yeah, and it's what I love about um, the NGLCC and, and then all the branches around the country is that you know um, you don't have to just be a member of any part of the LGBTQ community. You can be an ally. Yeah. You can be an ally business, and that doesn't necessarily mean that you can get certified because there's rules that a certain percentage of employees and I think ownership. Yeah, so it's fifty-one percent a- owned, operated, and controlled by somebody who's LGBT. Um, just so just like if you were a man, you wouldn't necessarily be getting an, a women's certified business mm-hmm. um, as a certification. So um, it's for minority contracting opportunities. Um, so Cassandra Storm and her entire business <laughs> unit could be a woman-owned business, certified business. Um, but I can't be because I'm such a small shop. I have like my little photographer contractors and assistants, um, but we are not percentaged enough to be LGBT certified. Right, uh, but you so, could be woman on business. Yes, exactly, yes. exactly. Um, so I know you're a part of that. I'm so excited. Yeah. And how long have you been with the NGLCC? So um, back in 2013, I got on the board of the Tampa Bay LGBT Chamber of Commerce, mm-hmm. and um, and then quickly I became the president and that happens Um, and uh, I helped that organization um, kind of move its way and um, and I founded their diamond scholarship foundation and uh, and I helped I helped them grow um, new members and then I put together a bid to bring the national LGBT uh, international conference for the chamber um, because they have 60 affiliates in the U.S., but then they have 16 global affiliate chambers, 
as well in in other countries, which is really that's exciting. incredible. Yeah. Um, so like I this year or actually in nineteen they just launched or they they just launched the India LGBT chamber or the India wow. Equality Chamber. I think is is the actual name, um, and and so that's really exciting. Um, it's progressing the world forward, world over. Yeah, but I had the honor of being, of, of in 2019, being the local chair, co-chair of the uh, international conference because I we held it in Tampa. Yeah. Oh, that's very nice. Um, very so convenient. I was, I was the host because that's where I live, in Tampa. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to I want to ask you not to interrupt you, but you had mentioned your Diamond Scholarship Fund that you founded. Yes. Uh, so I've I've served on a lot of nonprofits over the years, and I do a lot of speaking to young people, like especially like high school aged. Yeah. And of all the nonprofits I've served on that have offered scholarships, um, what we've always found is there aren't enough people applying so to true. give the scholarship to. So yeah. like I'll tell any young person apply for everything because you honestly might be the only person, and we're talking like. Thousand dollar scholarships. I mean, I've literally. Yeah. So yeah. our scholarship, um, the first year, um, I was able to give away a fifteen hundred dollar scholarship. The very first year. That's amazing. Um, and then the second year, uh, we gave away three scholarships, uh, one for twenty five hundred, and then two for fifteen hundred. That's incredible. Um, and then um, I want to say that uh, the third year, like they, they, I want to say they, it was like three thousand. Um, so it's been growing every year. Um, and what what do you need to do to apply for the scholarship? Who is the scholarship for? Yeah, so it's for LGBT and ally students who do actionable things to move LGBT people forward in the community. And can they be high school and college students? Yeah, so it's high school and college students. Um, and let me ask, like, you know, when you were starting the scholarship fund, did you have a lot of people apply at first? Um, so we actually... it. It was born, in a sense, from a mentoring program that we were doing at the time in, in Tampa Bay. And so the, the students uh, who were participating in the mentorship program were our target ones that part of to being in that. the mentoring program mm-hmm. was also, in essence, applying for the scholarship. Mm-hmm. So um, so I think that that's a, that was a, a unique platform. We they've kind of gone a little bit away from that, but I. I, I but you had a nice yeah. base of students to immediately support we did, and yeah. pull from. So that, and then I think also partnering with the universities because universities, specifically, uh, if you partner with the university, then you can have the way to find the students a little bit easier. You can have the university share your scholarship opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's all networking. It's all meeting somebody, talking to them about what you're doing, what the mission is, and then uh, and then making an impact. Well, and I love that you're doing it for students in LGBT, but also allies. Yeah. You well, know? I mean, allies are so important to our mission. Um, you cannot move a community forward without people who will stand up for someone or stand up for an injustice, stand up for something that's not right. I mean, I think, like, I have this whole like mental checklist and and it's funny like I think 10 years ago it might have been like five or ten items but now it's probably like hundreds of quick easy things that you can do as an ally to really empower people and give them you know that sense of ownership or warmth or compassion um, these are all real simple things like just saying hi how are you doing like mm-hmm. smiling at someone like um, random acts of kindness, yeah. just being like a good human. It's like, 
absolutely some real easy things that people don't even realize. Just have a nice day. Like simple things like that can actually really pick someone up because being in the community, being trans, um, you know, I think about 10 years ago when I was going down this path, like Mm -hmm. just to have someone actually say something nice to me, it could have been about something completely irrelevant. Um, You know, have a great day. Um, You know, nice to see you today. Like those were things that like actually can change someone's life. Like, oh, because you, you never have. I mean, we all have our struggles, yeah. you know, and you never know what somebody else is going through. Yeah. And I get in such a habit as a photographer saying, "Oh, you look beautiful. You look great. Let me fix it." But I do it all the time. Like I get in an elevator and I'll see a stranger and be like, "You look amazing. I yeah. love this outfit." And yeah. it just you see people brighten up, and yeah. it's yeah. We I feel like that our society right now is so polarized. Mm-hmm. And we have to find a way to bring that polarization a little bit more to the center. Um, and so that can be just being nice. It yeah. could be having that compassion. One of my favorite books when I was young was Everything I Ever Needed to Know I Learned in Kindergarten. <laughs> Do you remember that right. book? And it was literally like, 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 the golden like yeah, like right. share, you know, be nice. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like all those basics. Sharing and is caring. Sharing is caring, yeah. <laughs> All right, so anyway, so we started touching on this a little bit just Yeah, we there. have like eight conversations going on right <laughs> now. Can we is... do... Next time we're together, right. I want to do a whole podcast Shh. of the 50 things that you can do, uh, allied yeah. or not. Just like, we'll just rattle off top, the we'll, list. We'll just call it the top 50. The top 50. Yes. Yeah, and we'll do it in like 50 seconds, like super fast. Oh, I love and rapid I... fire. Okay, oh yeah, like the Vogue interviews yes. that they do with it. Oh my gosh. Okay, anyway. Like, so... like favorite car. Favorite. Yeah. yeah, favorite quote. Yeah, okay. <laughs> So, all right, anyway, you started down this path about 10 years ago with transitioning. Yeah. Uh, and you're, I know you're from Tampa now. Did you grow up in Tampa? Yeah, so I am born and raised. I'm a Floridian through and through. Um, <laughs> and um, I, well, my family is all from Chicago, and my brother and sister are born in Chicago. Um, but you are my... like the least tan Floridian I think I've ever seen. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is coming uh, from a very pale. Very so I, I stay out of the sun. <laughs> yeah. um, only because um, I've noticed that um, I feel like I have more confidence when I'm pale white versus red. Lobster yes. red. Lobster red's not necessarily clashes with my hair color. Yeah, um, and are so, you somebody like like you go from pale to you? Go oh, to the there's sunburn. only one or the other. Yeah, <laughs> there's no in between for me. Yeah, that's yeah, me. there's no tanning. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. No, and there's always a baseball cap over my face when I'm in the sun. Like I'm like I don't want those like crazy old lady like tan lines and the wrinkled face. Yeah, like, well, I have one of those really like if I actually do go to the beach because I have kids and, mm-hmm. and if they wanted to go to the beach we would go to the beach, but usually I would call my friends in the LGBT community <laughs> and I say, oh, can you bring the tent? Can you bring cooler? Can you bring, uh, because we're like, it's like family, um, mm-hmm. honestly. And, you know, you can call people and um, and then they're there for you like that, which is Oh, great. that's awesome. All right, I don't even want to go to the beach again until I come down for one of your like, like minions. picnics. Like, 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 like minions. Like, yeah. Yeah, everyone needs good minions that are on their side. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so anyway, so yeah, so you're a Floridian through and through. Family's from Chicago. Yes. You started transitioning about so, 10 years ago. Yeah, so 12 years ago, actually, even taking you in my time machine, mm-hmm. um, I um, was really battling the gender gender expression, gender identity, trying to figure out what was really going on, because um, I had been battling that since, like, two or three. Oh. And, um, and so for me, it was like, 
oh, this lingering thing that just, oh my goodness, I just can't, it's like, can't think right, can't see, you know, see right, can't, I mean, all these things were causing conflict for me. And, um, and so then that's when actually I had a start stop transition. Sometimes we do that in the community where mm -hmm. we try to, and then there are barriers that go against you. Life happens. Life happens. Life happens. Um, and that was in 1997. And how so, long was your period in the start stop to start um, again? Yeah. So I was kind of like adventuring a little bit and, and I, had a uh, I had a really frank conversation with a family member who said, "Hey, you know, I don't know that that might not necessarily be the best path for you." <laughs> uh, in 1997, I was 17, and um, wow, and and so I really hid myself from that point forward. Um, yeah, thanks, Karen. <laughs> no, but honestly, no. it was really the best thing that happened to me. Really, um, because uh, at that moment. Uh, because it allowed me to, um, you know, to ha find to to be in a relationship with someone that cared about me really well. Um, so that's my wife Whitney, and um, and then we um, and then we had kids. Mm -hmm. So I would have probably never had kids had I kind of went down the road less traveled. Um, and I I absolutely like having my kids was really basically and my suicide prevention. Like 100%. Oh because having them was, um, you know, anytime I would ha be having that absolute worst day ever, I would be like, oh, well, I mean, I have, I can never leave them. Like, I could never leave them without me. Oh, um, you're going to make me start to cry. Um, well, but, I mean, that was kind of really the thing that helped get me to yeah. 10 years later, fast forward 10 years. Um and you're alive and you're living your best life and yeah. you get to show this to your to your children and and um and so coming out and and deciding to start transitioning so then 2008 for me then i the next step was that's like 11 years yeah well that gap stop, that gap yeah. yeah and i started having conversations with people and counselors i think seeing a therapist seeing counselors are so so important um, you cannot un underrate talking to people. Like just even watching this is like a form of therapy. Like because you can be thinking about what you're going through, what your dynamic is, um, and hearing positive success stories is really important. But sometimes hearing what can happen when you don't think clearly, um, or you go down the other path that's not necessarily your path. Yeah. Um, it's not all sunshine and rainbows it's and not. people need to know that it's not like Facebook yeah. where everything looks perfect yeah you know, I mean I don't I try not to post any pictures that are not good <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah I don't know about you but I prove them or at least I try to prove them oh yeah I yeah. have the permission thing on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I've had people ask me they're like how do you always look so perfect in your candidates? Like you're just hanging out in your house. I'm like, do you have any idea what my husband is doing? The angles and the amount of photos he's taking to make it look like I'm just working on my computer, just right. having a glass of wine. Like, no, it's it's structured. Yeah. It's 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 Facebook fake. Yes. Like, yeah. It's fake um, book. It's fake book. <laughs> that is my new phrase of the day. Um, um, but no, so that's I mean, it's it's called a journey yes. for a reason. One hundred percent. Yeah. And, um, and so then that kind of led me to have those dialogues with mental health professionals. I cannot discount that enough. 
Well, and um, I always like to ask people during these interviews if there's one piece of advice that you wish somebody had given you, that if there was only one thing you could say to somebody, this is what you would tell them. Yeah, I mean, I think it's honesty. Honesty and integrity have to be at the central core of what you're doing. Like being honest with yourself. Yeah, and and there were times that I was not honest with myself. There was time I was not honest with uh, my family. There were times that that happened. Um, now, of course, knowing what I know now, right, in hindsight, oh, I should have been able to figure it all out like that. But, mm-hmm. uh, but it doesn't necessarily, when you're in the, you know, when you're in the moment, mm-hmm. you're not necessarily thinking about all the ramifications from what you're doing or how you're exploring. Um, and so I think that make sure that you are at least, you know, having those dialogues. Mental health is a, such an important thing, but really hammering home, being honest mm-hmm. and having, and, and having that moment to really think about who you are and what you're doing. I feel like when you are struggling with anything, and it, it could be anything, when you keep it inside, it is such a struggle. But it's like the second you vocalize it, mm-hmm. even if you're standing like in your own hotel room, like at first of all, even if you're just in your car and you say something out loud, I am struggling with this. Yeah. I feel this way. Mm-hmm. It frees you. A yeah. little, like it's not trapped in your throat anymore. Yeah. And then like you're talking about talking to like therapists, counselors, anybody who will listen. Oh my goodness. Anybody, like a friend. Well, I mean, and then yeah. sometimes even people that won't listen. <laughs> yeah. Just don't have enough there. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, that then education starts to happen too. Yeah. Um, and you can open up someone's eye to something that maybe they haven't, haven't ever witnessed or experienced. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I've heard people say it's hard to hate somebody once you know their story. Yeah. Once somebody becomes well, a, a person to you. It's the humanistic element of why we're all here. Yeah. You know, we are all human beings, of course, and that's, I'm sure that's really <laughs> corny in some way, right? Because we, you know, we, we are the world, right? Yeah. But uh, you know, people forget that. It's that yeah. basic. It's that like we both bleed. I mean, we, we, we all have emotions. We all have good days. We all have bad days. You 100%. Know, yeah. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. So you're finally, we're, we'll get you back. Right. I know. <laughs> All right. So because how do you go from, um, you know, dad? Yeah. I stopped transitioning. I've got kids. Then you started again to becoming Ashley Brundage. Like, how do you, how do you go? Like, you're like the queen. <laughs> yeah. That's, um, um, and you're, you're I mean, a human being. I had, I had to get a job. Yeah. I mean, honestly, really, that was kind of my last domino. For me to be able to really be authentic every moment. Um, so, so you're not just Ashley at home. Right. Or on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Right. Or out having fun at a conference. I mean, I did those too in that in that environment. But then um, you flip back. Yeah. And, and like and I was literally life. living a double life for about two and a half years. Mm-hmm. And it's mentally taxing. Um, I was never at my best on either life. Yeah. Um, because I wasn't able to really just be authentic. And so, um, so for me, it was, I need this quest to find an employer that is willing to hire me for me. Now, when you went shopping around for a job, yeah. had, had you fully transitioned before you started job hunting? No, I had not. Okay. So I started applying for jobs. Now, of course, this is post 2008 mm-hmm. and I had 12 years work experience for a major restaurant corporation. I was an HR point person for 50 people. 
Um, so I was basically a middle manager. Mm-hmm. And and after 2008, no one was hiring middle managers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that little recession we had in yeah. there. Yeah. Like they were like, brutal. oh, yeah, by the way, you're welcome to come in to our organization. Um, but we want you to start here. Like at the very bottom. <laughs> yeah. It's like out of the camera frame. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and so I was like, oh, well, let me think about this. And then I, that's when I said, you know what? It, I can start at the bottom. I'm okay mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to do it. And I'm going to be authentic because I can't do another 12 years to work my way up in an organization and not be me. Like, it's going to actually probably kill me. Like, that was literally my thought at that moment. So I said, you know what? Uh, No, thank you. And then I went to the next place and I put makeup on in the car and I would change in the car (laughs) and I would walk in as Ashley and introduced myself as Ashley and um and then I got started to get really smart about how I was doing this and then I printed my resumes and I initialed my uh first name to T Mm -hmm. and then I had Ashley and then for Brundage and so everything that I was applying online and in person and hunting down people and knocking on doors was all T Ashley Brundage and it was me Mm -hmm. and now, granted, I probably could have d- done an image consulting class. Yeah, like a little with, shout like out Lindsay. for Lindsay. Yeah, because um, um, I'm a, just so people feel better who are watching this. Yes, you can't do this. No, in the car. Yeah, you cannot so, do this in the car, and you cannot do this out the gate. Yeah. So for anybody who's looking at this gorgeous woman and saying, "I could never be there," you weren't always here. No. Oh, no. I looked There's rough. There's <laughs> Like, absolutely rough. Yeah. Like, there were times. That, <laughs> um, I, I ha- and I lived in Florida, too. There's mm-hmm. a reason we call it Florida. Okay. <laughs> so, we do a lot of stupid stuff. Okay. I've never heard that either. We have a lot of, I have a lot of Ashleyism. Yeah, I like okay. it. I'm stealing them. Um, so, um. <laughs> And, like, there were people that I would talk to. Um, so, basically, like, I, these interviews is first. So, I break up all my interviews into three quadrants. Okay. So, the first quadrant was the, if I got a chance to talk to the person that I was scheduled to talk to, because there was, and not to scare anybody, but there was a, we would never hire anyone like you. You have the wrong address. Mm-hmm. Um, don't bother calling us. Yeah. Um, this is pre Caitlyn Jenner. This is yeah. you know, this is twelve years ago. Oh yeah. Th- uh, this yeah. and like people had never met anyone that was trans. Mm-hmm. Um, so meeting me was like, Oh, is this how you're gonna come to work? Like <laughs> yeah. some of these questions I actually had a door that was slammed in my face. I had someone that tried to call the cops on me. Like it was crazy. Oh wow. Like I was like, wow, what am I getting myself into? This is this is nuts. So when I actually did get to sit in that chair, my average interview time was 15 minutes, which you know and everyone watching knows that a 15-minute interview is one of those, like, we need to get Thanks this person coming. in and out. Yeah, yeah. Better minimum amount of questions. Mm-hmm. Let's just move on. And, uh, and so then that's what led me to think, maybe I put my HR point person hat on and I said, I'm missing something here. Mm-hmm. And what I was missing was the inclusion. Like any 
one can bring inclusion to the conversation. Okay, so, yeah. Okay, so and what you're telling people is as they're out job interviewing, sell the reason to hire them. Well, as, like well, it's being inclusive for their environment. That right? I mean, yeah. Oh, it, okay. I, and, but I don't think that I got to that point mm-hmm. on step two. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I always go into That's sales step mode. Three. I always go into That's sales step mode. Step three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Little advance advance warning. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but step two for me was uh, educating. Oh, okay. okay. So the the education was the inclusion at that moment. It was. You know, I'm I'm Ashley Brundage, and and yes, I represent the transgender community, um, but I'm here to tell you that we're people just like anybody else, and I'm here to work really hard, mm-hmm. and I have an extensive work experience, and I'm ready to do the job, uh, and I'm and I have a chip on my shoulder, like you can't see it right now, but I have one, and you would say that, or you felt that. I mean, that's, that was like kind of what I was saying to myself. But now I, I did t- probably tell, tell, tell somebody that at yeah. one point. Um, <laughs> but I got started to get invited back. Yeah. Like oh, my wow. average interview time now because I'm sitting there having a dialogue like this. And, and when you st- once you open the door in an interview and you talk about, you know. The elephant in the room. Yeah. Like we're not going to ignore It was a fact. pink elephant. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And once you open that dialogue to an HR person, now they, they, it's free reign. They can talk. They can ask you more about it. It's what like, does that mean? It's like ask. Like you can't ask somebody if they're pregnant, right? But when, if somebody says they're oh, pregnant I'm in the interview, and yeah, and then, then they, immediately they, it's, they can open that HR door, right? Yeah. And so that's what I started to experience. And people were, what's what? Is, what do you mean? What is transgender? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I don't know that I've ever met someone like that. And I. So then I, we, we would have a dialogue. Yeah. And dialogue is another easy takeaway, right? Like we were talking about that top 50. That's mm-hmm. probably in the top 50. Have a dialogue with somebody. Yeah. Um, it was an easy way to, to bring more inclusion for me. Well, and I would think, um, would you say don't get offended that people may not understand? Right. Look at it as an opportunity. Oh, yeah. I mean, there were people that were um, not, uh, not allies that I would have these conversations with. But in the end, like, I know that maybe I wasn't going to move them from here to here, but I could move them from here to here. Mm-hmm. And, and that was, that was all I needed. And, 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 and now I know that, you know, two years or whatever later, somebody else who's trans comes in their door, they're going to give them a little bit more of a time of day. Yeah. And that's going to actually create change for our community. And I feel like uh, when you deal with anything, when you think of it beyond yourself, because it's hard applying for jobs. It's hard getting the payment and the rejection. But if you can get past the, I'm not just doing this for me, I'm doing it for my brothers and sisters behind me. Yeah. And and honestly, this is something that, you know, makes me think like the impact of my work over 10 years of being really, really deeply involved is that 50, 75 years from now, like people are gonna look back from like 2015 to 2025 and they're gonna say, that was like the transgender rights movement. Goodness. Right? Oh, I just got chills. Like they're gonna <laughs> look really, back. Like you don't think of it and when like, you're in the middle of it. It's like, yeah. yeah. Because mm-hmm. honestly, you know, and I think, and I study LGBT history a lot, you know, and I think about uh, Sylvia Rivera and Marsha P. Johnson and, 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 they 
well, what would have been great was if that really was the transgender rights movement, but they, as transgender women of color, were the ones who started the LGBT movement. They started the gay rights movement, actually, by, by you know, in, engaging in the Stonewall riots mm-hmm. in New York um, and um, in 1969. And so that could have been the transgender rights movement, but we kind of got left behind a little bit. Yeah. You know, tease. Well, you're coming up now. Tease at the end of LGBT. Yeah, it's like that. But we're not silent and we're not at the end anymore. We're present, we're visible, we're involved. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's how we're going to make change. That's um, phenomenal. Yeah, so, peop- so the 50, 75 years from now, right, they're going to look at it. Some kid is going to pull a history book open mm-hmm. or they're going to watch archive podcast of Cassandra oh. Storm. <laughs> And they're going to learn about uh, the advocates that were here that were doing that work, that advocacy work every day. Yeah. Um, so the third thing, right, mm-hmm. the job interview, Chris, because yeah. we've got way on a tangent. Yes. Okay. So back to <laughs> um, HR Ashley. Yes. HR Ashley <laughs> says um, step three was the business ROI. I was missing that. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting in the room thinking, you know, I keep having these great conversations with HR professionals and and we're having such a great dialogue. I'm educating them, talking about all my qualifications. What am I missing? And then that's when I said, oh, dummy. Like, oh my goodness, how are you? Like, you cannot come to a business and expect them to want to spend money to hire you and invest in you and then not tell them the ROI. Mm-hmm. Like you got to give them the return on investment. They got to know what yeah. it is the reason that they that they should hire you over candidate B. Exactly. And so then I started bringing the statistics, bring the data, bring the numbers, do your research. You can find out a study on anything these days. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the internet is your friend. Use it to your mm-hmm. advantage. UCLA Williams Institute has a study on everything trans. So if you want to quote a statistic, Google that. Yeah. Google the U.S. Trans Census Survey. Google uh, GLAD resources. Uh, Google the NGLCC Economic Impact Study, Mm -hmm. which says that there are an estimated 1.4 million LGBT business owners in America. And they are producing $1.6 trillion to the United States economy. That's incredible. Which that would be the 10th largest economy in the world, even bigger than Russia. Wow. So if you're having an interview and you're talking about the fact that you hold the key to the 10th largest economy in the world, who isn't going to think a little bit more seriously about bringing you into their organization? regardless of what you look like or how you talk or how you dress Mm -hmm. or the color of your skin or what god you worship it doesn't matter yeah if you bring the education and the data you've solved every component of why somebody might not want to hire you you've addressed it yeah never give them a reason to say no yeah you always like so my grandfather was a salesman and that's, I don't know how many eight-year-olds walk around saying, you know, you got to sell the sizzle, not the steak. But like, that's how he raised me. It was like, you know, always be closing. Right. Um, right. And, you know, so you're talking about how you had 15 minutes. Yeah. You know, maybe like I would, I would suggest, you know, as somebody who does employ other people, practice it at home. If you, yeah. like, if you, if you get that opportunity and you think, you know, I may not get more than five minutes, get this elevator pitch. out. 
elevator pitch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you need to be able to quickly say what is your mission and why it's important to bring you in the organization. Yeah. If you can't do that, then. And employers want to hear work benefits. On it. They don't want to hire somebody who is unprofessional. It doesn't well, matter who and they, they are. and honestly, and the biggest thing that I was addressing across all these forty, probably forty companies I interviewed with, mm-hmm. um, and the biggest concern was, you know, from the employers' hat is, you know, there's a lot of fear of unknown. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Is this going to create a distraction in my workforce? Um, is it is that going to be worth what this person is bringing to the organization? So. Unfortunately, I hate to break it to you, but if you're from the trans community or you're someone on the spectrum, you have a responsibility almost to communicate mm-hmm. what it, what the importance of bringing you in the organization is. Yeah. And because not every HR person is going to get that. Yeah, you're going to run into them maybe one out of every 10, ten times. You're mm-hmm. going to find the one that's like, we have to hire the transgender community. Well, yeah. guess what? That's not going to be the norm. Yeah. So you have to position it. Yeah. No, 100% agree. In fact, one of my repeat guests whose podcasts have not aired yet, um, but is somebody who has worked in temps and staffing. And when you see something, um, you know, the basics you have to have down, like don't have typos in your resume, don't have any of those stumbling blocks to get you into the door. Yeah. Um, But one of the things that her staffing company did is they do, they do the interviews for the business. Okay. So they just bring employees in because the business has hired them to do the entire process. So all of a sudden they brought somebody who was trans into a factory job and it was their first trans person, might have been their first LGBT at all person that they knew of. Right. And they were like, we don't know how to handle this. How do we handle the bathroom? What do we do? How does this affect our work environment? And it was her job as the employment agency to say, it's going to be okay. Right. This is, this is how we're going to handle it. And that employee ended up being that company's number one employee. Yeah. And they were so nervous in the beginning, um, but they opened the door and they were like, this is, this is phenomenal. This is the best person we've and, ever hired. And, and this might be one of your takeaways if you're thinking about going on an authentic job interview. But guess what? Employees who are authentic are going to be so much more productive. There's a study out there. You can Google it. Oh, yeah. Amazingly uh, so. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. lots of them. Authentic employees are so much more productive. Um, and so that's what led me. And I finally found a, a, a major financial institution that said, Oh my God! Yes, we want to hire you. Yeah, we'll take a chance. We'll and do it. Um, now, granted, full disclosure, I definitely dumbed down my resume <laughs> because I needed to get my foot in the door. You didn't want to be overqualified for the position you were yeah, applying for. I was definitely overqualified to mm-hmm. be a part-time bank teller. <laughs> that's where you started. And so that's as where a I started. Part-time bank teller. Part-time bank teller. But you, know, you get your foot in the door. Once you're an internal employee, it's a whole lot easier to move in and navigate in an organization, right? They see you shine. They see how professional you are. So I made an investment in my career at that moment. And literally, I was probably paying money to work there as a part-time bank teller because you have to think, I needed a wardrobe. Mm-hmm. I needed, uh, now granted, there I had to go to through a lot of thrift stores back then because... Mm-hmm. I didn't have any have any money. I was actually like evicted from my house. Um, we didn't have a. We were basically trying to figure out where we were going to live. Um, so, aka, some people call that homeless. Um, and I have you know four mouths to feed. Um, it was 
it was really dark and dire. And um, and so I had but to... But at least you got to do it as Ashley. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, I mean, that has to be the shining light. At least I get to get up and put my heels on. Yeah, but I had to work three jobs. Wow. I had to work three jobs to be able to afford to work at, at the bank. And, um, and so then that led me to figure out the next step, right? And so I got comfortable working in that environment. Uh, I was embraced, uh, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and so then that led me to seek out more knowledge and learn about my, learn about my role. And then I became a banker. Um, and then I was a senior level banker and I did some business banking um, and then I got my investment licenses, so then I was a registered investment advisor. Mm-hmm. And for three straight years, I was in the top three revenue-producing employees in the bank, like the whole bank. Look at you! So, <laughs> but I love that you're doing this because this is what it, this is what this is all about. You know, people see Ashley; they see Ashley the executive; they see Ashley the advocate. And they just, they think that that would be impossible for me. And no one's ever going to be Ashley themselves. But, you know, you were struggling with homelessness, with being a parent, with working three jobs, with not knowing your style, not being able to yeah. afford a wardrobe. Like you, you started and you, you, you dumbed yourself oh. down to get employed, to build yourself back up. But it, it can happen. Yeah. Wherever you are right now, it can get better. Yeah. You can do this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and honestly, like, it, there were a lot, of, a lot of resources that I started to tap into as I was moving through that journey. Um, and so do your research, right? Um, Any resources you'd like to rattle off? Yeah. Um, so, I, and I've said some of them, right? Like, like uh, GLAD and um, mm-hmm. HRC and um, the NGLCC. But, um, I mean, I... I every single community virtually every single community in the u.s has an has some sort of lgbt center yeah and you may be amazed but there probably is one in, in, not too far from your whatever city mm-hmm. you're in um and uh, and and that's what i went i went to the center and i went to the group the trans groups were so amazing and actually it hurts my heart that i don't have the bandwidth to be in the transcript which is probably one of the some, one of the reasons why i come to why i'm so happy to be here at first event because yeah. it's like being in a conference long uh mm-hmm. trans group yeah. where you have the ability to see your friends and the love talk. and support and yeah but i mean but the talking right is mm-hmm. to because like we all go through some of the same things but we have a little bit different lens right because of where we live we all live across you know different cities but it's that ability to talk to talk to somebody else from the community and, and that's so so needed and i love that you just that basic step walk into your lgbt center yes. they're going to be the most incredible resource because they've been where you are yes they probably know other people who have been in worse traits than you are yeah and they've they know who to talk to they know who to connect you with they, they know can the connect people you with a hiring. therapist they can connect you with someone to talk about hormone replacement therapy they can connect you to all these resources mm-hmm. the groups definitely go to the groups like so many times i, I hear people that are like yeah i, I don't know I just you, you can't be isolated yeah you have well, to be with other people 
I know that our time with you is limited because you are literally on the interview circuit while you are here. So um, a few quick things I'd like to to get in before our time closes. Yeah. Uh, you have a book coming out. Yes. When is that available, and can we share any information on it? So um, you can so you can go to ashleybrunage.com mm-hmm. um, because all the information will be there once it's ready to go. Um, and you can follow me on all social media platforms at Ashley T. Brundage, all one word, A-S-H-L-E-Y-T-B-R-U-N-D-A-G-E. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's any, any social media platform. It's all the same yep. so for consistency's sake. And uh, we talked a lot about the NGLCC, not as much about GLAD, because yeah. you've got a pretty big role with GLAD, too. Am I allowed, am I allowed yeah, to say that? Yeah, you can say <laughs> it. It's all public. It's on their website okay, now. Okay, good. Okay. Um, um, so I was voted on the board in July and then confirmed at our November board meeting last year. Um, and, um, and so I'm on the national board of directors for GLAD. Um, and if you don't know what GLAD is, it's an amazing uh, resource. Uh, we amplify uh, LGBTQ voices um, in every medium platform. And we're constantly looking to uh, protect LGBTQ voices. Um, we're looking to boost LGBTQ voices on everything from podcasts mm-hmm. to uh, to TV, you know, the glitz and glam uh, movies, right? Um, but also everyday things like your um, YouTube uh, video channel or uh, Facebook post. Um, you know, we just had a really big thing happen recently with Hallmark. Mm-hmm. I don't yes. know if you saw it in the news. A little controversial. Uh, a little yeah. bit controversial. They pulled an ad, um, and um, and so glad responded Sarah K. Ellis, who is so amazing. Um, she went into action um, mm-hmm. with the whole entire Glad family, and in a moment's notice, they reversed their course. Right. I know that. W- I, I saw that, and I was like. Is there no one in PR at Hallmark? Did they not do any research on this? Yeah. The back and forth and back and forth, and they aired on the right side of yeah. the, on the you know supporting LGBT, but right. yeah, there was some some flip flopping in there that was kind of brutal. It's you know, but it, I'm, we're we're glad that yes, yes, that so it all works. I hope they're not saying anything wrong, but and that's um, G L A A D. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, glad. And thank you, Glad, org. for making that happen. Yeah. You and know, and that's the protecting of of voices. Yeah. And and if you had I had a chance, it there was a, it was the same uh, two women. Uh, it went in an ad, um, and mm-hmm. the ad was pulled, um, mm-hmm. and, and then so we went into action. Well, and that's the beauty. You can you can go volunteer today. Yeah. And be at the grassroots part of an organization. You can rise up through an organization, but that's why you have to volunteer. That's yeah. why these organizations are so important. And, and I'll tell you that um, some people feel as if it's a, a daunting task to, to get involved in a nonprofit organization, but I'll tell you it's actually only super easy. You give what you can give, mm-hmm. and it's called time, treasure, or talent. And you give one of those at least. Yeah. So give your time, right? Go there. Volunteer in any capacity. So if it's a pride organization, maybe you're going to volunteer to check people in, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Maybe maybe you're going to volunteer to help clean up, right? I mean, it could be something uh it could be something even more, you know, maybe you're going to volunteer to run a website or build a website, right? Whatever you're good at, 
there's something for you to volunteer for yeah. in a nonprofit. And you don't have to be a wealthy person to do that because you're giving your time. Right. And your time when you work and volunteer those hours, that that has a financial impact to an organization. It does. And a lot of conferences like First Event and like Keystone, a lot of conferences for somebody who can't afford to go there, they get they can get scholarship yeah. as a volunteer because they're giving their time. So it's as though uh -huh. they're paying the money to be there. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. And then um, so that's time, mm -hmm. right? Time, treasure, right? We all know what treasure is, right? Yep. We all want some more treasure. <laughs> um, and honestly, we need a lot of people that can write checks. I mean. <laughs> We shouldn't yeah. beat beat around this topic, but yeah. give money. <laughs> write a check. I mean, five dollars, uh, ten. Well, it adds up. Yeah, it adds it up. Um, uh, so I I give on a reoccurring basis every month to Glad. Uh, a part of being a board member, um, obviously that's part of what we ask for. Um, and um, but you give what what you what you can what you can that works. And I I don't make buku bucks, but. Um, but I make enough to be able to give a monthly amount. Mm -hmm. um, that's comfortable, right, for my four mouths to feed. But, you know, but if you think about, like, one cup of coffee, like a nice one, like a Starbucks cup of coffee, that's $5. Right. If you send $5 every month, that's $60 a year. Yeah. A $60 a year that you're giving up one cup of coffee for, that's significant. Yeah. You know, oh and if, a, if 100 people do that, then you've got, you know, yeah. $6,000. What year, did I, I saw mean? something that someone posted they were like would you rather have a million dollars or would you rather have a million friends <laughs> wow <laughs> and then everyone was posting a million friends with one dollar <laughs> in oh, the comments that's, that's like, like, oh my goodness that's like would you rather have like how many wishes would you like well I'll just wish for more wishes right you know? right i don't know if genie's how genie's gonna feel about that yeah. so time treasure and then of course talent right and so talent right and time kind of sometimes go together but but you're you know, your talents can be all the stuff that you're great at. Yeah. Right? So if, you're, if your capability is smiling, guess what? We have a spot for you in any nonprofit organization. Yeah. You're the greeter. Mm -hmm. Right? Because that's so important, right? That first line of a defense. When you show up at an event, first event, and you're, you're in the check-in line, and you see somebody, and if they're like this, well, body language, right? Yeah. Well, what's that going to say? Yeah, that's not bringing people in. Right. Yeah. So you have the opportunity then to be in the right spot. Yeah. And you know where you, you know where you belong. It's okay to be Susie Sunshine. Yes. <laughs> that can make a huge difference. Yes. Okay, so um, in closing, Ashley, one year, five year, ten years down the road, where are we seeing you? All right. Um, so... Um, well, I almost feel like I missed the whole thing like about my, so I, I grew right from part-time bank teller to the VP of diversity and inclusion. Um, and I love inclusion work. Um, it's so amazing. It is really hard to get into diversity and inclusion because people ask me all the time, Ashley, what do I do to get into, get into DNI or mm -hmm. DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion? you have to really, really make an impact on the return on investment. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so when I think about one year from now, you know, I obviously want to have my book 
completed. Mm-hmm. So that's I know that feeling. I've been like waiting to publish one for like seven years. So <laughs> yeah. so there's that. That's checked off the list. One um, year from now, you'll have your first. Yeah. Um, and I'm and I'm working on a couple other things. Um, but five years from now, um, I'm gonna have my kids graduating high school. Yeah. Both of them will be graduating. Uh, and I'm going to be an empty nester. Like, wow. So five years from now, we're seeing you on a beach in Spain. No, I want to be in the bright lights in the big city. I want to be in New York. I want to be some, somewhere that, um, you know, that it's like the, I feel like the vibrancy of big cities tend to, to be what drives me. Not that I don't anything against Florida. I love Florida and I'll always have, you know, Florida carved out my heart um but i just ha- i want to be where the people are yeah that makes right sense. i want to be <laughs> little mermaid right? <laughs> oh, i can't believe that took you a little oh while God. to get that one <laughs> i'm very focused on you my mind is not on disney <laughs> oh boy um oh boy yeah we had, a ma- we had a magical moment and then it slipped away yeah um, <laughs> oh my god it would, it would it could only be made worse if somebody did like right all right, so you want to be where the people are, so you're not yeah. going to be worried about, you know, the little ones are off to school or off having their yeah. life adventures. You're I'm, yeah, I'm ready. Big Apple Ashley. That's, that's you know, today, right? That's how I feel. Yeah. Um, and I feel like at that point that I should be in a situation where either I've built my brand and my company mm-hmm. um, to being my primary um, source of income and fun and time treasure talent all that one um, or maybe I'm in an organization that you know and leading their their diversity inclusion efforts so um, I'm kind of you know in that process right now of finalizing what my strategic plan is going to look like because you're sitting at home if you don't have a strategic plan you should yes. be thinking about that um, and that can be as simple as a 30, 60, 90 day plan mm-hmm. to, to, and you can create these plans that can help you with your transition um, is, a, is a good takeaway. Even just a vision um, board. Yeah. If it's nothing more than clipping pictures out of a magazine of where do I want to be? What yeah. do I want my life to be like and yeah. focus on it? Yeah. And then, and then, and then 10. Um, 10 years. Wow. Um, so I, um, I've been, I, I've always been asked like to run for office. I can see it. Yeah. Um, and that, so I've said no every time mm-hmm. so far. Um, and you well, know you're that, very young. You have so much time ahead of you, too. Yeah. Um, and you, there's this saying, have you ever heard the saying, like, you have to ask a woman to run 10 times more than you have to ask a man? Oh, yeah. You've heard that one? Mm-hmm. Um, so I have this new saying. That you have to ask a trans woman 50 times more <laughs> to run. And it can't just be, I want you to run, I want you to run, I want you to run, I want you to run. Mm-hmm. Um, it has to be 50 unique scenarios in which it would be, are we want you to run in this district, in this election, um, and it makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I, feel... I would totally consider it, but, um, but not right now just all these other things are 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 more important well and you know you can make you can enact so much change mm-hmm. as an elected official oh, but you yeah. don't have to be an elected official you don't to, to create change i mean look at what you've done so far so true and honestly all those other times that i was asked um 
when I started to get involved and do all the stuff that I do to volunteer and give back, um, you know, like I think about like I've raised I raise money for GLAD, I raise money for NGLCC, I raise money for National Center for Transgender Equality. The last two years I've done an event for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and I raise money locally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I raise money for probably 10 charities, um, some LGBT specific, some we I like to call it flag out front, flag inside, mm-hmm. because... I mean, not every company or organization is going to have a pride flag mm-hmm. hung out at the outside the building, but they can have a flag inside potentially, yeah. meaning that they're serving the LGBT community. Um, and and so I raise money for organizations in the Tampa Bay area, um, and it's important. It's important to you know it adds up. It all adds up. And do what you it's can. It's a body of work. Yeah, and you're going to find, I think, it's going to be really different for you if when you run, because you're an autonomous business owner now, like you can write your own book, you can speak when you want to speak, right. you know, you're in charge of, of Ashley, and you're not held to a lot of bureaucracy, yes. which is going to be, that's, that's going to be different. Yeah. It might be exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, I, and I'll tell you also, like, um, the bureaucracy, right, is, is one of those things that definitely can give you pause right mm-hmm. um so it all it's all about measured impact like if you make sure that what you're doing has a measurable impact then then keep doing it right yeah. and if it doesn't have a measurable impact then you should be asking yourself is this worth the investment i'm making yeah. um and measured impact can be as something as simple as checking the you know imp- if you're investing money in a nonprofit organization, that, mm-hmm. that, that treasure, you should be asking for their annual report, right? And you should be able to know what it is they're actually doing with the money. Yeah. And then they should be able to tell you what the measured impact, right? So if you go to glad.org, you could view all of our measurable impact studies. And that's amazing to yeah. have that full disclosure. Yeah. yeah. And transparency is so important. It is. It's not just the pun awards. It's you know, we're here at a trans yeah. conference. Transparency. I did get this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <You got> it. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think uh, I think you're incredible. I cannot thank you enough for coming and speaking. And I think it's my pleasure. You know, showing people who you are now, where you dream of being, because this isn't the end for Ashley. Yeah. Yeah, you know, this not. is this is a stepping stone right here. February twenty twenty, first event. This is, you know, but this isn't also where you were February 1st, 2010. No. You mm-hmm. know, so the you shared these It was a dark day. <laughs> <laughs> these incremental steps that you took. And there are, sometimes it's, you know, three steps forward, two steps back. Yeah. Um, but you, you got to this step. And I just can't wait to see, like, where you step to in the future. It's going to be amazing. I know. I'm, I'm excited. Well, oh, but I'm also excited for everyone watching, too, because they're going to be able to be guests one day, right? They're going to they're gonna do the... They're going to work on what, what they're going to do f- to give their time, treasure, or talent, right? They're going to get involved in the community. Um, and and we're going to be, we're, we're training advocates, hopefully. Yeah, that's yeah. the goal. Education, outreach, support, whatever this can do for anybody. Yeah. I just, I'm so excited. Thank you so much for sharing your time with it's us. It's my pleasure. You are 
a gem. <laughs> All right. And now I will let you go do your 20 other oh, interviews gosh. you have going on today. All right. Thank you, Ashley. And thank yeah. you, everyone. And thank you again to Lindsay Tab for giving us this space that we were able to conduct this interview. I know you heard some sirens in the background. We're yeah. in Boston. Like, we're downtown. Boston. Boston. It's, it's the city. <laughs> so love you all. Signing off. Thank you, my feminine heart. Thank you, Ashley. Yeah. This was great. How would you like an all-access pass to watch all of our interviews and the exclusive Cassandra Storm solo seminar series? To unlock discounts on products and services, adding up to the hundreds or thousands of dollars from our top experts. All this can be yours for just $9 a month, and you can cancel at any time. Sign up today at MyFeminineHeart.com. We are so excited to share this journey with you.